0: The title of this episode is The Truth About Transformation, Part 2. So this is Episode 2. It's been an amazing um, summer already. We did Episode 1 in the month of June, and we will be doing Episode 3 in The Truth About Transformation in August. So I went deep into my truth about transformation and the lessons I learned along my own path in episode one. So if you listened to that episode and you loved it, leave us a review in iTunes. Let us know what you thought about it. I can't wait to read your thoughts. And if you haven't listened to it, just press pause and go back and start with episode one. Um, It was on June 26th, which is my birthday episode. Um, But listen to that, and then you can like binge listen to this one and be all caught up and jump right into today and where we are in part two. And before we dive into this episode, I just want to take a quick moment to stop and celebrate. I talk about the importance of celebration in raising our frequency, it is a super high frequency thing to do. And I just want to celebrate that two years ago, on July 29th, 2017, I started the Soul Frequency Show. It's been two years. I can't believe it. And I had not one clue on how to start a podcast, how to be a host, none of it. But I'm so glad that I said yes to it. And I just kind of dove in. A friend of mine was like, you should start a podcast. I was like, all right, sure. Had no idea what I was doing. But each one of you that tunes in each week to be part of this energy circle is so super important to me. I mean, I just can't say thank you, thank you, thank you enough for being here and for bringing your energy, which I get to feel, into this amazing space. So I am honored to share this energetic alignment with you. And when I decided last month to create this three-part series, it just felt like, a big, huge yes, like I had to do this. And it also felt like it could be fertile ground for a total vulnerability hangover. So it was like, yes, and oh my gosh, am I really gonna do this? And truth be told, it's been a bit of both of them. But I gotta tell you that when I look back at every single thing in my life, that all of the great things that I've shared or done, I seem to feel somewhere on the edge of both of those feelings. Like, yes, and oh my gosh, am I really doing this? So it's, I call it like the cliff of authenticity, right? Like you're teetering on the edge of like, this is amazing and exhilarating. And I am also a little afraid and super excited and all of these things wrapped into one. And that beautiful edge has become a very familiar and endearing spot for me. And I kind of think that to really live your truth means that you become comfortable hanging out on the cliff cliff of authenticity, This, this kind of exciting, exhilarating, and also somewhat scary and outside the box feeling that you can have. And so just to review what we talked about last month, in part one, we talked about the significance of a spiritual awakening, we talked about the four steps in the anatomy of transformation, Talked about my spiritual awakening, how I got called to Arizona twice, and how I learned to kind of surrender and listen within. Um, We talked about the birth of my son, Jameson, my biggest lesson in surrendering, which was not easy for me, and how I discovered the frequencies of love and truth that I talk about in my book, The Soul Frequency. There are so many twists and turns to my journey, and I'm sure there's been many in yours as well. And I've come to realize that really we're all being led to just keep going with the twists and turns and collecting the puzzle pieces that help us on the next step of our path and to learn all of the beautiful sometimes heartbreaking sometimes joyous lessons that our soul came here to learn so even when it feels like none of the puzzle pieces work right they always do it's just that sometimes we can't yet see how they're all going to come together so If anything in your life feels out of sorts or doesn't make any sense, just know that someday, in its divine timing, it will. And keep listening. Keep listening to your beautiful intuition and following your soul's path, deep, down, around, up, into that spiral of truth. In part one, I spoke about the four stages of alchemy also called the Anatomy of Transformation, which are truth, release, experience, and align. And while I list them in a very linear fashion, in truth, they're not linear. So they are really multidimensional. And you can be experiencing all of these at the same time, or you can be experiencing one stage, let's say in, in relationships, you can be in a different stage in career, or even a third stage in health. So these four steps are a spiral that just takes you deeper into understanding your multidimensional self. And after I wrote my book, The Soul Frequency, I created this incredible deep dive program, which is a five week program to take people into the multifaceted inner workings of transformation and of understanding these four steps to give people the tools to create their life. And we're going to be hosting the next one of those, which is called the Soul Frequency Experience in September. So you can keep an eye out for that. There'll be more information on that through the month of August. On the planet at this time, the energy and the consciousness that is available to us on the planet is so powerful. It wasn't always like this. And we can use it to form the life experiences that we choose to have. The times of, you know, wishing things could be different, but feeling totally powerless to change anything are fading away. We are, as a collective, starting to understand our power and going to what I call frequency school is that next level of learning. So that's what we really do in the soul frequency experience is take people through frequency school so they can understand this next level of how we can transform ourselves and transform our lives. And to make it simple for conversation purposes, a lot of what I'm going to share in the episode today will probably fall into the release category, but you're going to hear bits and pieces of all of the steps woven in, because again, it's multidimensional. So see if you can track the nature of the multidimensionality in what I share today. To kind of pick things back up to where we left off in the first um, episode, the birth of my... Our son was an incredible experience in so many different ways. And after his birth, our lives really started to change, like with a big old capital C. And I remember thinking that nobody really shares everything that you experience in motherhood, like all of it, not just the little details of how to take care of your child, but just this massive change when you become a mother in every way that you see life and how you see yourself the things that you give up, the things that you gain, the new ways, the new habits, the new norms, the no sleep, which is brutal. (laughs) And the way you can just like literally sit and stare at your child, totally captivated, taking a hundred pictures at every little thing they do. There are so many things. And I always joke that I wanna write a book about the real deal of motherhood. It would be funny too, Um, because I think a lot of it really was funny for me. Like I had to find a sense of humor in all of the great stuff, right? At the beginning of motherhood. And for Travis and I, it was a big change in identity. And through that change in identity, it was a time of really redefining who we were as a couple and how we wanted to move forward in the world. So Jameson, you know, came to this planet to shake things up. And I think, you know, his first assignment was like, you gotta get these two people moving in the right direction. And about five months after he was born, Travis and I started doing some deep work as a couple. We began just getting radically honest, which to be really truthful was terrifying. And it was also amazing, like, being on the edge of that authenticity cliff. There is so much fear in relationships, especially personal relationships, around radical honesty. And I've done a lot of working with couples and I see it in, in really almost everybody. There is a fear, an underlying fear. And the fear is that if I tell the truth, that it will blow the relationship apart. And I can tell you that I've never had that happen. So I've never had a couple really start to radically tell the truth and the relationship come apart. In fact, it's really where trust is built. So radical honesty actually moves people closer together. And emotion is moved with radical honesty. So we can shed the tears we might need to shed, or be honest, or speak up, or get angry even if we need to. It just clears the deck. And if you want to have a powerful love relationship, you will at some point need to take massive chances with how open you are with your partner and how willing you are to share the depths of yourself. And for Travis and I, we were doing this. And it's what I call our deprogramming stage. So we were literally beginning to see who we had been taught to be and socialized to be and who we really were. And I got to tell you, it was shocking. There was so much that I saw of myself that was socialized and taught that I kind of had an identity crisis. Like, who am I really? If I am not all of these things, I'm really unsure of who I actually am. Like, for instance, I grew up believing that The person with the money had the power, and let's face it, that appears to be true in our society too many times. I believed it was okay to sacrifice a lot for money, things like health and truth and relationships in the pursuit of money. I had so many different areas of my life where I needed to look at my belief systems and I needed to grow when it had to do with money. I was afraid of it. I did not trust its flow. So I had ways that I wanted to hoard it. I felt like there was never enough of it. And I can trace all of these beliefs back to experiences in my young life. So there were so many things I was sacrificing within myself holding on to these beliefs that weren't even mine. And that's mind boggling, right? There were so many ways I felt awful inside and wasn't living my truth holding on to beliefs that weren't even mine. Powerful to realize that. Really powerful and really scary. And after a ton of these realizations and tears and hugs between us and just a lot of like, it's like we threw all these puzzle pieces on the floor and we're trying to pick them up and put the puzzle back together. And we continued to deprogram ourselves and continue to get to know ourselves and get to know each other in a new way. And we started to get excited to live more of our truth. And there were some people that were really excited for us too. And there were some that were not. And one thing that I see time and time again with life transformation is that it rattles other people's cages. Don't get me wrong, it's going to rattle yours too, but, but people don't really expect it to rattle everybody else's. But the people in your life are going to have opinions when you want to change. It's going to cause them to look at themselves. And it really relies on your ability to protect yourself from icky energy and stay connected to yourself that's going to like help you keep moving forward through this phase. And what is super wild is as you begin to change your life, you're going to have to face the fact that you're being called to make changes right, through your intuition and you're going to feel like you're being summoned forward. And yet, there will still be a part of you that wonders if you've lost your mind, right? Like, what am I doing? And this is this little tug of war between your soul self and your ego. So here we were disappointing people and not being super sure that we were making the right choices and yet feeling like we had to do it. Now, Hear me when I say that healthy choices don't always feel amazing at first. If we're gonna choose something in a new frequency, it's not gonna feel like warm and cozy and squishy like home. It's in a new frequency. And everyone tends to think that if something is healthy, it should feel amazing, like this is 100% amazing, and that's not the case at the beginning. It should feel like a calling though, right? It should feel like I'm being called in this direction, but there's still gonna be fear and doubt. And those are the tests. It's like, how good are you at listening to your intuition? How good are you at listening and moving through the fear? And then how good are you at showing up for yourself despite what other people think of you? Those are the tests. And there's so much to my story about making big choices, but just to illustrate the point, Imagine if tomorrow you walked into your job and quit with no new job on the horizon and absolutely zero idea what you were going to do. And imagine you needed the money from that job. You would be not just leaving your career, but everyone you're used to seeing each day that worked with you, the places you would eat lunch, the colleagues you enjoyed, you would never go back to that place again. And you're not sure like at all where money is gonna come from or where you're gonna go in the future because there's just no specific plan. Now imagine that you go home and you pack up your home in a few days, like a few days, no matter how long you've lived there, and you move into a house or an apartment or a place that is half the size of your current home and not anywhere as nice as the place that you live now. Like Half is nice and half the size. And you sell half of all your belongings in one day, things you spent years accumulating, they're just gone. And you move away from your neighbors, away from your favorite stores and restaurants and all the things that you would do in your neighborhood. Now, let me ask you, what rises to the surface in this scenario? Like, how do you feel when when I'm saying this to you? Some people register that as a lot of fear, like, oh my gosh, that would be terrifying right? to have all this change happen at once. It could also be an adventure for some people, like, yeah, I'm feeling like I want to sell everything and just kind of throw caution to the wind. So see what it is for you, right? How does it feel when you think about those scenarios? For me, it was fear, deep fear, because as much as I wanted to live my truth, I didn't want to give anything up right? Which is true for many people. Even like, even an unhealthy relationship or food that contributes to disease or old clothing or friends that treat us poorly, like the job we hate, we just don't really want to give anything up, right? Until we're really sure what's on the other side. Like, what am I going to get for giving this up is kind of the human condition. And so we find all of these ways, like to get around releasing, like, how can I have my cake and eat it too? How can I stay in an unhealthy relationship and convince my partner to heal his life or her life? How can I eat junk food and not gain weight? How can I stay friends with people who bring me down by trying to bring them up? By the way, if you create products around this, right, how you can have your cake and eat it too, they usually make a lot of money because everyone's like, yeah, how do I eat junk food, right, and not gain weight? It sounds like an amazing idea because as human beings, we don't want to release. And don't get me wrong. I am all about working on relationships when you have two willing and healthy people that are willing to do that. And transformation is entirely possible, right? And the truth is that you raise your frequency at the rate you are willing to release things that hold you in an inauthentic reality. I'm going to say that again. The truth is that you raise your frequency at the rate you are willing to release things that hold you in an old, inauthentic reality. Release is such an important part of changing your energy. In fact, it's impossible to do it without releasing something. During this time of my life, I released just a lot willingly, tons of stuff willingly. And some things almost felt like they were being like pulled out of my hands as I grasped and tried to hold on to them for dear life. And here's what I know about huge changes and what some people call a dark night of the soul is that everything that you identify with, be it things or career, people, relationships, all that kind of stuff it's all gonna come up for evaluation. Maybe not at the same time, right? It might be one area of your life and then another and then another, but it's all gonna come up for evaluation and you're going to be called to release some things. And on the other side of releasing, right? In the tunnel of transformation, when you go through the tunnel of transformation, you come out the other side, you are gonna be able to create more than you ever had before or ever experienced from an entirely new, more supportive frequency. So when we release, we're afraid, if I release this, is there nothing on the other side? Do I never get to have you know these people in my life or these things in my life or feel this way in my life again? The answer is no. At a different frequency, it becomes even more available to you. But you only get to the different frequency by being willing to release from the one that you're at. This is the truth of transformation. This is evolution. And change and release is uncomfortable. (laughs) The big old capital U. As I was going through this, I felt like there were parts like being stripped away, like parts of my beingness being stripped away faster than I could control it. And of course, the biggest area where I needed a shift was money. So I was constantly being presented with opportunities to face my fear around money. I mean, constantly. And around this time in my life, I cried a lot. Um, I didn't even know why sometimes, I just felt afraid and sad and there was all kinds of emotion. I now know this to be like kind of a byproduct of raising your energy frequency, meaning that as you become lighter and you ascend in your frequency, you have to move through the dense emotion that holds you in an old pattern. It has to move out of your body, literally. So we just want to flow, right? My recommendation is let it flow. If you need to cry, let yourself cry. Stop blocking that. If you need to get angry, allow it to come up in a safe way. Emotion is just energy. It just needs to move out of our bodies. And with that, we become lighter. And I used to sit, we have this back patio. I used to sit in the back patio of our little rental house on this hill. And you could just see a view from, from the hill. And I would sit there and I would read books. And I would feel broken and sensitive and cry. And eventually, one day when I was sitting there, these two yellow butterflies flew right by my face and they were like almost playfully dancing around as they were flying and flying right up to my face and then flying away and flying back and they stayed for so long i just watched in amazement and it was as if they were talking to me they were just kind of playing with me and they were there for Way longer than a butterfly would stay flying by your face And it was the first time that I knew that this was a sign like it was so clear to me That this wasn't just a butterfly that had flown by me, you know in life before That I had literally cracked open and was experiencing something new It turned out that this would actually begin to happen often these two yellow butterflies and me, we were having this relationship, right? They would come and they would dance around me and fly. And and then it started with hummingbirds and other animals began visiting in a way I had never experienced before. And then after that came the angel number sequences where I started to see the energy of numbers and letters and be able to register that. And if you follow me on Instagram and you watch my stories there, um, it's at the soul frequency is my handle. You know that I post a lot about angel numbers that now, you know, it started slower and then it started to escalate. And now every time I leave my house and I am outside of my house, I am seeing angel numbers everywhere, whether they're addresses on buildings or license plates. I mean, so consistently and all the time that you couldn't make this happen. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. And I always get a specific meaning with that. So I've done readings on Instagram stories for people on what their angel numbers mean. So if they're seeing different sequences at the same time, like what that all means together. And that's just understanding and tapping into the frequency of numbers and allowing the veil to become thinner between what we can see and what we can't see. And in those moments of feeling broken is when we surrender. And when that surrender happens, more opening happens. And I began having these experiences that were extraordinary. Like I went to one time talk to a spiritual advisor and she told me that every time I saw a penny, that it would be my grandmother who had passed on talking to me. And I got home from that appointment. And within 15 minutes of walking into the house, my son, who was, I don't know, two or three at the time, came running up to me with a penny and said, mama, this is for you. And it just continued from there. It was, it was absolutely the most incredible affirmation of something much larger than ourselves. And that's really what we're being given is if you have the courage to let yourself break open a little bit, to see the truth, then you start to see the truth, not just in you, but the truth of the world that we live in, the multidimensional world that we live in. And in my book, I share about one night in my son's bedroom, which was a major turning point and a major release um, of so many things in my life and the beginning of really building my business and the work that I now do today. And that night showed me how intricately planned my life experience was, how releasing wasn't bad. It was the beginning, wasn't the end. It was the beginning of me defining who I was in truth and building a life that is in true freedom. And I think up until that time, I really felt like the victim. And that night I left knowing that I was the creator of all of it, except I forgot what I had created when I signed up to be Shauna in this life. And now after that night, I was remembering all of it, so many things. It was such a glorious experience. And one that I really worked hard for and not worked hard in the sense of effort but in the internal contemplation, the courage that it takes to look inside and the ability to allow myself to soften and listen and be led to something more authentic. At any point in this transformation, I could have chosen fear over love and tried to run back to the past or what I had known. I could have allowed the fear to overcome me and I could have allowed it to drown out like my soul self and that intuition that was calling me forward. And I know that this is the biggest choice we have to make in our lives. In this human lifetime is do we keep listening to our soul self and the intuition that wants to pull us forward? Or do we allow fear and ego to take over and to literally have a veil so thick that we can't even hear the voice, that we feel totally disconnected from our own inner voice and confused on why we're here. One of the biggest turning points in me choosing love and to keep moving forward happened one day when I got a call from a friend who was visiting a ranch and that ranch had virtually no cell reception. So when I saw... Her calling me the call was coming through I was like how is she calling me she's somewhere else and she has no reception and we chatted a bit on the phone I still couldn't figure out why she was calling me um she was on vacation and I just told her that my stepfather was in the hospital that he had had a procedure and um they he was in Costa Rica and right when I said that to her and I, I said it like. Nothing other than just in passing, like, oh yeah, he's in the hospital and he's going to be better and it's all good. And right when I said that, the the yellow butterflies came and one of them landed on me. And I hadn't had that happen before. It was on my back patio. They would go right up to my face, but this one landed on me. And I was like, oh my gosh, on the phone, I said to her, oh my gosh, this yellow butterfly just landed on me. It was like extraordinary. And she said to me, I have a yellow caterpillar crawling on my leg right now. And she said, stop what you're doing and get on a plane and go to Costa Rica. And I was like, what? Like, I'm not going, I have a small child. Like I had never left my son and just got on a plane and went to Costa Rica. I'm like, should I take my son? She's like, no, you need to go by yourself. Just get on a plane. And in that moment, I could have let fear take me in a lot of different places. I didn't know why like she felt that that was so important. But in her voice and in what I felt when I felt that butterfly land, I knew I had to go. And I left that night on a red eye and set my husband and son up to be okay at home, right? Fingers crossed. And I got down there and I got to go to the hospital right away and see him. And I stood at his head and I don't know why we had always been close, but not close like where I would rub his head. And um, I stood at his head and I rubbed his head. He was not conscious and I just started talking into his ear and I was telling him he was safe and I was telling him that we would take care of him and that everything would be all right. And, and all of these words like this, just comforting words. And he started to move his foot a little bit, like almost I felt like his foot was waving at me and the words just kept kept flooding into my intuition and I'm just saying them as they come. I wasn't judging them or changing them in any way. And I just kept rubbing his head and then they took him back for surgery and what was supposed to be a one hour surgery became two and then three hours and four hours and so I said to my mom, why don't you go get us some food? I go, we're hungry, we've been waiting here a while. Um, And she walked down the hall and I was sitting in the waiting room by myself and here came two doctors out of the big double doors from the surgery room. And I looked at their faces and I instantaneously knew he was gone. And tears just started rolling down my face. I forgot that I had mascara on, so I was wiping my face as if I had no makeup on. And I was just sobbing and sobbing. And in that moment, I knew that the things that I was saying to him that I thought meant we're gonna take care of you and take you home was literally the same words I was saying could be applicable to you're going to cross over and go to heaven like we're gonna take care of you like angels are gonna take care of you. And if you look at exactly the words that I was saying to him, I thought I was saying them meaning that he was gonna come home and he was gonna get well, but the meaning was even more powerful when you look at them through the lens of that he is gonna transition. And it was one of the most powerful experiences of my life. Um, I've been with two people in my life when they passed both extremely life-changing and powerful. And I knew and felt the incredible love around me. And I only went there because I chose love. And I felt the deep, profound gratitude that his soul self had that I got on a plane immediately and went down there. Like he knew that was me really extending myself And he's been with me ever since. And it's such a beautiful connection and relationship. He was so gifted with business when he was alive. And he is still now. And he loves to help me and my clients with amazing advice. And all of that is because I chose love. Because I stepped outside of my box, I faced my fears, and I took action. And that is really all that is being asked of us to choose love, to face our fears, and to take action. Next month, I'm going to share part three of my story in the Truth About Transformation, part three. We're going to talk about things like how I stepped into my power, how I built my business, the step-by-step of creating a life of freedom, the people, the incredible people that showed up along the way, and what i know to be true about frequency There are so many amazing people whom i've had the privilege and honor to guide through these powerful experiences of awakening whether it's in one area of life or like me maybe all of my areas of life at once and if you want to join us in the soul frequency vip group on facebook we have our own private group I share more about transformation and upcoming events and shifts in energy frequency and all of that in the group, as well as a bunch of other amazing people who share about their lives and, and their energy shifts and frequency shifts. Um, also, if you're in Southern California, um, I am doing an in person retreat at the Alami Studio. It's A L L O M I Studio in Redondo Beach, California on August 24th. There are only a few tickets left. It's not a very big space. So there's only going to be 15 people and there's only a few tickets. So if this is calling to you, if it speaks to your heart and soul, go ahead and save your spot at allami.com. Allami is A-L-L-O-M-I.com. And you can click on the button that says classes and workshops. And then look for the title, Embody Your Soul Frequency, which is the name of the retreat. It's Embody Your Soul Frequency. So I will be back next month for part three and share the rest of the story and the expansion that happened from all of the release. So wishing you so much love. Here's to lots more love in our life, more expansion, and more truth and creating a life of freedom. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to The Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.